I'm all about building communities, celebrating unique journeys, and sharing stories about the paths people have taken to enter the tech industry. Join me as we explore the skills my guests have learned in their prior jobs, schooling, or life experiences, and how they apply them to their current roles in tech. My guest today is an iOS developer who helps young companies and aspiring developers to build native Apple applications. Before starting Coder Pilot Apps, she worked for five years as a co-site director for the K-12 STEM programs and is an airline pilot for SkyWest Airlines. I went from feeling intimidated and joining a male-dominated tech industry, but I joined a male-dominated aviation industry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your host, Lauren Lee, and this is We Belong Here, Lessons from Unconventional Paths to Tech. Her name is Claudia Maciel. Claudia, welcome to We Belong Here. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So excited to be chatting with you today. Let's start at the beginning, shall we? Okay. (laughs) Can you tell me more about the experiences that you had before you entered the tech industry? Yeah, actually, it kind of all started when I was in high school. It was junior year and we had to, you know, start thinking about colleges we wanted to apply to and kind of what we wanted to do at the the rest of our lives. Um, (laughs) Of course, at the age of 16, what I thought I would be doing in life was... You know, the typical jobs of architect, uh, engineering. Um, Actually, for a while there, I wanted to be a bus driver, Um, not a bus driver, a truck driver, just to get out of my small little town and see the rest of the world. I figured truck driving would kind of get me away, but that. (laughs) Where was that? Where did you grow up? It's a really small farming community in um, California. There's like a thousand people in here. So it's it's tiny. (laughs) So you could see why I wanted to be a truck driver to get out of it. (laughs) Just explore the world. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. So you had visions of grandeur of going and exploring and, you know, kind of breaking away. And so then what came next? So I went to college. Um, I decided that I wasn't going to limit myself to just one thing. So I figured I'd pick a college that had a variety of things that I was interested in. Uh, I was really good at math. So I thought, okay, well, maybe I could find something that does math. So I thought, okay, maybe Mm. like an architect or engineering. I did not think about computers. Computers at that point were still, um, well, I I had mainly used them for word processing and learning how to type. Uh, I I didn't know anything about uh, internet or stuff like that. So that hadn't even crossed my mind, but I thought, you know, I'm just going to go to college. I'm going to study general subjects and try some different things as I progress through my four years. Okay. And so one of the courses that I enrolled in as a freshman in college was introduction to computer programming using C++. Oh. It was kind of weird. I mean, there's a, it was already a small college. There was... It was brand new. I think the college had just been around for maybe two or three years. Brand new to the CSU system. That was up in Monterey Bay? Yes. Yes, up in Monterey Bay. And there was maybe 30 people in that class, and I was the only girl. I was the only Mexican. I was really out of place. (laughs) Mm. 
So, yeah, 30 people. I was the only girl, only minority in that whole entire class. But <sighs> my yeah. first assignment, <laughs> I remember uh, we were placed in groups. I was in a group of three. Really nice, nice people, though. Um, so they kind of really made me feel welcome. The instructor was really welcoming. So that helped. But the first assignment, I was the only person in the whole entire class to actually do it. (laughs) 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 I was so, so excited. I was like, wow, I can do better than all these other guys in here. Yeah. It was something super simple. It was uh, taking a string and somebody inputted their name, their, their whole name, first name, middle name, last name, and you had to take out the initials. Oh, fun. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. So you had a moment of, sounds like success early on in that course. And so did you kind of continue on that journey? Yes. So after that class, I spoke to the instructor and told him, I think I want to do computer science. And he said, that's great because like I said, I was, I was a double minority and he said, well, you know, you, you'd be great because if you get through this, you'd be our first. And then maybe hopefully other, other people can see you and get excited about it. You know, it's not just sure. for, for white males. So I said, yeah, yeah sure, absolutely. So that's kind of where it all got started. Cool. And so then after finishing school, uh, what'd you go on to do? So curious to learn about your time at NASA. Um, (laughs) Jump right into that. Yeah. So I graduated and I did start kind of looking at jobs. I'm only for, I was only, I'd say about 45 minute drive away from Silicon Valley. So the, the potential for job was there. But again, I went into an interview. I went into my first interview and same thing as that first day in college. Uh, only white Mexican female, I mean, non-white female in the whole entire building. And I was intimidated again. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, of course. <laughs> so I walked away from that interview just feeling like I didn't belong. And I didn't want to pursue that career anymore. Oh, no. Yeah. So I was feeling stuck. I was like, I got this degree, this awesome degree that I enjoyed my time getting it. I know I'm good Mm -hmm. at it, but I just don't think I fit in the industry. Yeah. Then the applied version of it, like it was, it was a nice safe bubble, you know, in the education space, but then jumping into putting into practice or, you know, it's, there's. Uh, yeah, it's really hard to hard to translate those two. So, so then what what did you do instead? So, because I didn't know what I was going to do, I kind of just said, "Well, the best thing I could do with what I know is teach others." Hmm. So I went around to the local elementary schools, and I did after school programs where hmm. I just took kids and taught them a little bit of computer science, um, a little bit about aviation, because that was another passion of mine was just flying airplanes. And while I was doing that, somebody said, well, if you like teaching and you like aviation, why don't you become a flight instructor since you already have your licenses? 
So I was like, well, that's, so, that's a good idea. Hold on, back up. Where did, where, <laughs> did you get that during school? Did you, where did, first off, where did that passion come from? And then how did that fit into, you know, your trajectory? <laughs> that's it incredible. Didn't. But it kind of goes back to me wanting to leave my small town. And, uh, uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Sense. And while I was, my last year in college, there was a flight school nearby. And they were offering a free, not a free, but like a low cost introductory lesson, $60, take a quick flight with one of our uh, instructors. So I did that. And again, I got that same feeling that I did in first day of college was like, wow, this is great. I think I can do this. So I pursued it on the side, kind of like a hobby, just to get my license to be able to fly around. Brilliant. That's yeah. Very impressive. Uh, so, okay. So, well, first off, let me applaud you for, okay. Not your, you feel like right after school, it wasn't right to pursue that role for the career, but then to decide to come back and think, Oh, I'm going to just start teaching kids about that. I think that's really cool of you. (laughs) That is, you know, just like, so it's like altruistic in a really pure way of like, oh, I really have these passions. Maybe I should share that love with kids. Uh, so I think that's really neat. Yeah. So that makes sense that someone was like, yeah, you should you should become a flight instructor. Yeah. So I did. I was teaching and I was learning to teach aviation to others. And that's kind of what I did for for a large, long, long time was I was just teaching aviation at the local airport and I was teaching after school to kids and that's where NASA came in the director of the program saw me with kids and she's like hey the community college is starting this program we're going to be teaching kids from kinder to 12th grade about possibilities in STEM fields and I was like well that's kind of what I'm doing now She's like, I know. So you'd be perfect. Come join me. We're just starting off. She's like, I've got the administrative, but you've got the actual work experience. I said, okay, um, let's do this. She's like, yeah, we've got uh, funding from NASA and I've got funding from local businesses to get. And of course, the college is putting the infrastructure behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's do this. So, yeah, we built this program and... I was doing exactly what I kind of wanted to do at the time, which is to empower Mm -hmm. kids to pursue a field that is not common in the area where I grew because all their parents are farm workers. Uh, So the kids either went to work in the fields, they joined the gang, or they did McDonald's type, type jobs. So it, it's it's cool because it you know it's helping push beyond boundaries of like what previously defined expectations were and you know broadening the horizon. That's really amazing. Yeah, no, I feel great. But there was always like this nagging feeling in the back of my mind where it's like, okay, I'm telling these kids to pursue a degree, to pursue something that I did, but then failed to finish. Ah, uh, gosh. Yeah, that's so interesting. <laughs> Where you're like, do it, go achieve your dreams. And they're like, well, what about you, Miss Teacher? And you're like, yeah, great question. Yeah, do as I say and not as I do that situation. Oh, gosh. Uh, I mean, that's so tough, though. And I'm sure, yeah, probably weighed on you heavily. It did. It did. And 
Well, we were doing this this work with the kids. We would do outreach at local events. And one of those events was the local air show. And so we were mm-hmm. at a tent one time just telling the community about what we did and doing little demos. A recruiter for SkyWest Airlines approached mm. the table and said, hey, do you guys have any kids interested? Aviation industry is picking back up. Uh, we're recruiting for pilots. I was like, oh, well, I'm a pilot. They're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> we talked a little bit more. He ended up recruiting me, and that's how I started working at the airlines. I didn't want to leave the community college job, but we were running out of funding, and it was kind of time to to move on. I had already been doing it for about five years. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's like a fair moment for a transition, too, and just a curiosity. And I'm also a prior teacher, so can I, I can relate to that guilt that someone someday, like it's possible <laughs> to feel when we like leave that particular role. But it's also really cool to demonstrate and model that to our students, too. Hey, we have these goals and ambitions. It's incredible to see role models in their communities too achieving them. Yeah. In hindsight, I went from feeling intimidated and joining a male-dominated tech industry, but I joined a male-dominated aviation industry. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Sure. (laughs) I mean, regardless, good for you. I mean, that's awesome. Did you enjoy being a pilot? Like, was that fulfilling and kind of filling you up with, um, you know, what you were hoping it would? Yes, because I got my dream of wanting to travel out of the way. Yes. Heck yeah. Great. I got out of my little town. I went and visited bigger cities. I got to see a lot Mm -hmm. of the United States, Canada, and Mexico. And it was great. It was what I thought it would be. That's amazing. But having a family, being a pilot, just they don't mix very well. Because you're away so much. Exactly. I was gone four or five days a week. I was home for a day and a half. And then I had to leave and get back to flying. Right. I mean, that that is, like puts a strain on everyone involved. Yeah. I mean, my kids would get sick and I'd be uh, in Virginia and I can't do anything about it. It was hard. It was very hard, which is why I decided to get back into, into tech. Ah, so that was your pull. So, so at that moment it was, I'm going to recommit back to that old goal of tech. And cause you, you, probably at that point also always knew that you were passionate about it and curious and very good at it and skilled in it. And so that was the moment then to kind of make the leap there. Yes. And also I had this new, new confidence in me with all these male pilots. Right. I can survive in the yeah, tech industry. Yeah. Exactly. Sometimes we need that reminder though, to get that validation in a way, I suppose. That's totally human of us also. Good for you for realizing and recognizing that though. And it's awesome to come back to a goal and to return to it and say, okay, here I am. It's time. Yeah. I mean, I, I took a very long way of going about it. It took me years, <laughs> but I came back to it. <laughs> Hello, We Belong Here listeners. Today's episode is sponsored by the new We Belong Here Discord community. I recently have been thinking about ways to continue the conversation with guests after each episode, to foster our community, share resources, and stay connected to both the guests and listeners. And I'm excited because we've created a We Belong Here Discord server. 
What is Discord, you might be asking? Well, it's a voice, video, and text communication service to talk and hang out with your friends and communities. I know, neat, right? It will be a place for us to connect, share resources, mentor, and build community together. Everyone is welcome, and it promises to be an incredibly inclusive space. It's important to me that everyone has an inclusive community where everyone feels welcome and supported, and this could be yours. If this sounds like something you'd be interested in joining, please do. The link to join is bit.ly slash WeBelongDiscord. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash WeBelongDiscord, D-I-S-C-O-R-D. Or find a link in my bio on Twitter or Instagram at LoloCoding. I'm super excited to see you there. Amazing. So, so did you have all the coding knowledge from school or then what did you do? How did you decide to kind of like level up and make sense of the kind of gap in probably like the difference in what like code had become from when you studied it back then to now? Yeah. So during college, we studied C++ and what was the other language? Visual Basic. Sure. (laughs) And Yes, C++ is still relevant, but it's not what companies were kind of looking for. And besides mm-hmm, this right. one, I kind of forgot everything I had learned. Sure. Oh, my gosh. Right. You had other <laughs> things packing into your head. I <laughs> Exactly. I didn't want to go back to school um, because another four years would have just been too much. It's like, well, I've got the degree. I know companies are looking for the degree, which I have. I just need to build this technical knowledge. Mm-hmm. I tried mm-hmm. everything. I tried Udacity. I tried YouTube. I tried um, Udemy. I tried just yeah. random tutorials that people built. Oh. And, <laughs> and it was because I didn't want none to of them invest. <laughs> no, it actually did to kind of build up the fundamentals. I see. I see. Okay. So you just were like, I'm going to try all of them though. Really kind of commit to it. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. It was enough to build a lot of the fundamentals, which I already had, but just needed some brushing up on. Mm-hmm. And it also helped in to figure out which tech stack I was going to learn. Of course, we right. all started yeah, with, that with exploratory. Exactly. We all started with building websites, which was fun, but it didn't really do it for me. Sure. I, yeah. I tried I tried doing the back end of websites, which again I enjoyed the logic of it. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until I did iOS programming that I was like, okay, this is it. This is what I nice. want to be doing. It's cool to have that kind of light bulb moment of like, oh, this is it. Because as you said, like, yeah, we all kind of start in the same place. And then there's all these different opportunities to explore, you know, kind of the niche parts of it all. And so then to find that light bulb moment is incredible. And I just encourage everyone listening, you know, if you haven't yet, just like keep playing around. There's just so many different spots to get excited about within the umbrella that is the tech industry. And so cool that it was iOS for you. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, it took me trying just about everything I think to Mm -hmm. find that. Mm -hmm. But once I did, I was like, okay, now I can narrow my focus and actually pursue this and pursue it right. I tried the self-taught role. But with life in the way, it, it was just hard. 
I'd do it for like a week and then something would come up and I'd stop Mm -hmm. and then I'd come back to it. But it's like, okay, no, I know this is, this is not working out for me. This is not how I learn. That's relatable. (laughs) (laughs) I need somebody to hold me accountable. The structure, right? Yeah. When that's when I started looking into boot camps and I found Lambda School. Nice. Uh, And so what was your experience with that like? It was great. The iOS community at Lambda School was amazing. I think for a couple of reasons. It was small. So you really got to know your classmates. You got to ask Mm -hmm. questions of the instructor and then you had your team leaders that would help you out. So it was a really, really tight knit community. And there was that accountability So it was perfect. It was exactly what I needed to kind of get into iOS development. That's great. And so, and you're currently in that world, right? Yes, I am about to finish. I'm in like the last stretch of it all. Amazing. That's so exciting. Congratulations. That's like a really fun to be or fun place to be at. So I'm I'm loving it. That's really cool. Um, And it seems like you still are teaching and like creating content that is within that like educational instruction space yes yeah I think that's just one part of me that's never gonna go away because I did enjoy it it. yeah Yeah. (laughs) I did enjoy sharing what I learned with others and I think that's Mm -hmm. one thing I'm probably never gonna stop doing yeah, it's like a part of you. And and it also, uh, we've talked about this on the show a ton before, but the concept of how much it helps you as a learner to teach something, right? To like put it into consumable parts and to explain it in different ways and to help any style of learner suddenly become accessible for a concept. Yeah, I think that it's a it's really, really smart when um, embarking on the learning journey. What What is next are you hoping to to do after you finish up your program? I am, I'm kind of debating on which way to go. I've been looking at (laughs) jobs. (laughs) Yeah. I would like to kind of join either a startup or it doesn't really matter, a company to kind of solidify everything I've been learning. Mm -hmm. But I'm also thinking about doing a startup myself because of my background, background in aviation, the background in um, education and now app development. I think I right. could build something with, with yeah. all that. Uh, all so of it combined kind of, be something really exactly. cool. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. I think there's something really neat about having an end goal of merging all of our passions, right? Like, and somehow being able to wear the many different hats. And Because I was just about to ask, you know, how do you notice like your past as, um, you know, in aviation and education, how do those things kind of like help you today? And it sounds like you're making sense of that right now. Of, like, how could it all blend together? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been throwing ideas around. I've been really involved in the aviation community cool. and just getting feedback from them. It's like, well, how how can technology help you? And they're like, well, mm-hmm. it's always nice to have refreshers of, mm-hmm. of the basics. It, it always comes back to right. the basics. Right, right, right. And it's cool to be able to get that feedback, you know, in real time, right? Like, what are the things that you wish you had? Or what are gaps that we could fill? And being able to genuinely have answered like conversations about that is, you know, priceless. Oh, I love that. That's so exciting. (laughs) Can you tell me about maybe a time that you felt like an outsider and how you've dealt with those feelings? 
Well, the first time I felt like an outsider, I ran away. <laughs> <laughs> but um, not any longer. But I think no, that, first of all, longer. let me say that again. So relatable. <laughs> I mean, like, you were so not alone in having, like, I don't know. I Yes, you were human. And that is, it sounds like that was terrifying. And I imagine it's, yeah, probably taken some time to be able to be, like, reflective and see the good that came from that. Because, like, so many other life experiences we're an end result of that like decision, but tough also. I can fully, fully hear you and understand. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I don't regret it now that, yes. that I ran away no. because I grew as a person because of it. Right. And, yeah. and the thing that I always, um, I tell others who ask me about it is like, well, now I can help others navigate that field that I struggled with. Yeah. Because I'm not the only Hispanic female who's felt this. Yeah. But now yeah. other girls that are interested in tech, I can mm-hmm. tell them, hey, don't be scared. Yes, it is intimidating. I run away, right. but you don't have to. Yeah, 100%. It's like advocacy in a really beautiful form, right? Like I have fully been where you are kind of thing. And I want to help you navigate that now. And here are resources and let me like, you know, be your champion. And yeah, that's a really cool way to give back to your community. I love that. Do you have any advice for those that are wanting to transition into tech that you can share? Yeah, I would say explore all options of it. Um, (laughs) Tech is huge. Tech is, there is so much, especially nowadays, that tech consists of. I mean, everybody thinks tech, oh, well, you have to be a computer programmer. Well, not anymore. Now you could be a digital marketer. If you are on the yeah. creative side, you can tie any background, any interest Anything, into tech. yeah. Yes. And everything benefits from having a tech lens, if you will. Um, but also it everything benefits from having not just tech as in, you know, being able to see the ethics behind things or, you know, a, a different creative lens or whatever it is. So it's like, it almost needs to exist in tandem with something always. Right. Because tech by itself would just be a computer. It's the people <laughs> and what they do with that technology that make it so great. I couldn't agree more. And I think that that's really thoughtful advice. And I appreciate you sharing that. Do you have any life lessons that, you know, kind of can look back on now and share from your transition to tech? I'd say take the opportunities that are given to you. Don't always look at the end goal, but enjoy the journey because life, life is great. Life is going to just throw curveballs at you and life is going to be what you make of those curveballs. Be flexible, be willing to learn from them also. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Sure, I love that. All right, well, make your shout out. What would you like listeners to go check out? Are there resources that you can share with the community? Yeah, I would say um, find your your people. I found Women Who Code um, just an invaluable resource because I'm no longer the only Hispanic female intake. I found my group. I found my support system. <laughs> that is such a good shout out. And I will link Women Who Code just in general uh, in the show notes for listeners to check out and explore. Uh, and Claudia, where can people find you online? I am more active on Twitter. I can yeah. be found on Twitter as at Coder Pilot. I'm also on LinkedIn as Claudia Maciel. Those are the two more active platforms 
for me. Perfect. I will be sure to also include that in the show notes and so that everyone can go say hello, give you a follow. And thank you for sharing your wisdom, your advice and, and your journey with the listeners. We so, so appreciate you. Thank you, Claudia, for chatting with me today. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks. Thanks for having me on here. I had a great time. Awesome. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye. And that's a wrap on today's episode. I'm Lauren Lee. Thank you for listening to We Belong Here. If you have any questions about this or any other episode, find me on Twitter at Lolo Coding. That's L-O-L-O-C-O-D-I-N-G. Shoot me an email or leave a comment on the We Belong Here website. If you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please subscribe and review the show on your podcast player of choice. And be sure to check us out next week for another story and lessons learned from an unconventional path to tech.